Yo, it is your neighborhood preacher in the house. I'm in the mix. Listen, it is joy always to be with you. I pray that you're doing well. I'm sitting right here in my podcast center. It is uh, a wonderful, beautiful day. It's the 27th of February, and uh, I pray and believe that your year is just going fantastic. Uh, I do appreciate all the love, the support, uh, your prayers. Um, I'm still here, and uh, I give all the glory f- uh, to God for that. Uh, I thank God for you. So listen, I really, really uh, hope that you're tuning in. I hope that you are uh, spreading love, and I hope you're passing uh, the message and, and what you learn uh, either from me or uh, anybody else uh, in the faith. Listen, God is good. His word is good. It is for instruction. It is for training. It is for equipping the body of Christ. And if you're like me, you got tons of work to do. But listen, uh, we take it day by day, and there is nothing that you can do to stop the work that God has already intended for your life unless you just renounce him, unless you just uh, cont- just cast away your faith and say you just don't want him and you don't believe anymore. But one thing about uh, faith and one thing about um, God is that he makes his great attributes seen and known. And there's really, really not too much you can do once you've already believed. I mean, it's, it, it's an, it's an amazing thing that, uh, uh, you know, the Bible tells us that he chose us first. So just by him choosing us first, it's only a matter of time. Uh, even if you stray away, even if you feel weak, even if you feel like you're not close, you know, the truth is, is that he knows what he's doing and his grace is sufficient um, and he loves you. So I pray that um, you are staying close to him. And if you find yourself in a place that uh, you feel distance, recognize that, know that uh, he loves you. Know that uh, his love is so great that that payment uh, was paid in full by what he allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to do on the cross for us. And if you're still breathing, then you have an opportunity to repent, to turn, to do a 180 degree turn and turn from your sin and from ever or whatever else it is that is uh, is holding you back. Listen, we can't do this alone. We can't do this by ourselves. No, we do need the power of his Holy Spirit. You know, I remember giving my life to the Lord. um, And even now, daily, I give my life to the Lord. How many of you know that, you know, it's a process and it's, uh, it's not something that we just try, but it's something that we do daily. We pick up our cross, we deny ourselves, and we follow after him. And as you do that daily, uh, you know, it's it's dying to self and you can try to resist and you can try to stay away from the world and you can try all you want but you're trying just never seems to cut it um, unless I have the power of the Holy Spirit there would be no way I could remain in the things of God and so you know when I reflect back on my salvation 
you know, sometimes you, you can look at your life or you can make a mistake or, or you can do something and just go, wow, man, am I even saved? And the reality is, is that we need his Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we're doing things on our own where we're just not clinging to the spirit. We're not, we're not seeking the help of the Holy Spirit. And of course, me and you know the outcome. There's nothing but destruction. But today's topic is uh, something that is is just really dear to my heart. <laughs> it's something that's uh, completely me. And it's something that uh, I think we all deal with. And uh, today's title is, Why Do I Get Angry? You know, um, if you're like me, there is so many opportunities, whether it's somebody cutting you off in the car, whether it's somebody... Um, not understanding you, somebody rejecting you, somebody disrespecting you. Um, there is a whole lot of reasons to get angry. And what triggers you may not trigger me. And what triggers me may not trigger you. You might look at me and go, dude, why are you getting angry over that? And I might look at you and say, man, why would you even get angry over that? But see, we're all wired differently. And we have a different makeup. And we come from different places. And what uh, your mom or your father did to you may never have happened to me. And what my parents did to me uh, might never, ever have happened to you. And the way we grew up and our teachers and our influences and things around us, you know, all of those have um, uh, the structure. They have the formula on how we were, you know, wired and and what makes us tick and react. And of course, we got to lay down our lives daily and our emotions and our will and our uh, decisions and our feelings. But there is a makeup about us that um, if we look deep enough and we examine ourselves, we have triggers and we have things that make us tick. With that being said is, why do I get angry? Listen, Anger, I want you to really, really receive this, and I want you to hear from my heart today. Uh, I was one of the most angriest guys, I think, on the face of this earth, and at times I can still get extremely angry. I want to share something with you, and, you know, I think it's going to help your situation and maybe you can relate to this but growing up um what made me angry was not being accepted um it didn't matter if i was right or wrong i was always willing to receive correction but um you know my parents especially my mother um you know would it was either it was her way or the highway and there was really nothing that you could tell her i mean absolutely nothing couldn't get a word in. It didn't matter. Um, and she for sure didn't care how you felt, you know, and that right there in itself, you know, may not make somebody angry, but it, it could bring somebody to tears. It can hurt people's feelings. It can make people feel rejected, um, not valued. We can, we can go on and on. But in reality, in my life, my real life, my makeup is, is exactly that my my mom if if something would go down or there would be um, a situation and i tried to speak my peace or um 
my opinion on anything. It quite frankly did not matter. And that still today is something that will get me to tick. Boom. If you listen to me, let alone not give me the opportunity to speak as if I don't mean anything, and let alone if I am speaking and you just reject what I say, don't even think about it. Don't even appreciate it. Don't want to see where I'm coming from. Uh, that will get me to explode. And I think that if you're like me, you know, that can also, uh, if, if anybody's out there, maybe you can relate. And, and we're asking ourselves today, why do I get angry? You know, a lot of times um, for me, it was um, being misunderstood it was it was being rejected but at the same time you know just give me um a little bit of you know a leeway where you're where where you're even listening to me and then you just shut me down uh, that can go really wrong because i love to talk and i really don't like to argue but i love to see both sides when a person decides not to see my side of things and appreciate where my heart is coming from, that gets me to explode. That is like, um, you know, uh, gasoline to fire. And that's one of the worst situations that I could be in. I find myself in those situations all the time. And now even with my new job, I'm having meetings, uh, people are having different opinions, and I love that. I do not mind when someone overrides me. I don't mind when somebody has a better way. I don't mind when somebody, but 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 by acknowledging me and how I feel and my opinion and my point of view, um, that's the best thing for me. Then that shows me respect. But when somebody overrides me, doesn't care about what I have to say, and thinks that I'm just a doormat, that gets me, I mean, I'm telling you, man, you know, at times in my life, it's gotten me arrested. It's gotten me um, um, to lose, I mean, even lose my job uh, at times in my life when I was younger. It's even gotten me uh, in trouble, whether it's with the law, whether it's in my relationships. And, you know, why do I get angry? Well, I get angry because I don't like to be disrespected. Now, everybody's, you know, respect level is in the mind of each and every one of us. So what disrespects me might be okay for you. You know, if nobody gets back to you on the telephone, nobody gets back to you by text message and they get back to everybody else. To me, that's disrespectful. There again, you might be okay with that. But when it happens to you and you get your own medicine, you know, it's, it's a little odd how sometimes, you know, we go, well, you know, I really don't care about that. You know, it's really not a big deal. You know, I didn't call you back or I didn't write you back or I, I didn't message you, you know, but when it happens to you, you kind of feel it, but we kind of downplay a lot of things sometimes. Now that's neither here nor there. It's just something uh, to talk about as an example so we can relate to what makes me tick boom and explode may not make you tick and explode. You know, maybe I don't get back to you. Maybe I don't message you. Maybe I don't say hi to you when I walk into a room 
and you're fine with that. Me, um, you know, I could be in a room or I could walk into a room. And if people look at me and they don't say hello, it's like, um, to me, that's disrespectful. It doesn't mean I'm going to go hit somebody. doesn't mean I'm going to knock someone out. doesn't mean I'm going to uh, set the building on fire. But again, it could drive a little bit of disrespect. It could drive a lot of disrespect, uh, depending on who you are and depending on the situation. Now, if we take a look at the Bible, which I, I always love to do, you know, I mean, we can take a look at a couple situations, which I'm going to definitely do. Um, but right now I'd like, as we're talking about, why do I get angry? I want to, I want to ask you just, just in thought, just, just ask yourself what makes you tick, what makes you explode? What, what drives you to get angry? You know, for me, number two is, is when, um, somebody purposely knows I'm a man of respect and honor. And, and because they know that they'll purposely not say hi, or they'll purposely, um, not talk to me or they'll purposely, um, uh, disrespect me because they know I'm a man of respect and they don't care about me respecting them because they don't want it. They don't need it. They, it, 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 it doesn't even matter. I mean, they'll get their respect from others, but because they know I'm a man of respect, they'll purposely disrespect me. Now, you can discern those things and you can know people by the spirit and you can know, you know, when people, you know, look right at you and, and just stand there and say nothing. Um, you know, maybe, maybe their, their parents taught them, you, you know, uh, no manners, maybe, um, people in life, um, you know, can kind of read you and know that you demand respect and, and they're like, and, and they don't like it. They, they get, um, they get opposed to that. They, they get spiteful. And so when people are spiteful or they know what they're doing um, to my character in a sense or to get a rise out of me, that right there gets me angry. Now, the reality is this. The things that get you angry are going to be the things that you're going to be constantly dealing with. You know, my spiritual father always taught me this. He said, you know, Danny, he said, the things that you deal with today, you're going to deal with possibly for the rest of your life. And it's like a silk shirt. You got to constantly tuck it in. Some things are going to, you know, die at the cross, you know, just like Jesus did and resurrect into something new, into a new life. And, and, and you may not have to deal with them. Other things um, are going to have to constantly be laid down at the cross. And I love that. Because that's as a disciple and walking with God and having a relationship with God and trying to be the best you, that's the best thing that me and you can do is lay our life down daily at the cross and let it resurrect into newness of life every day. But certain issues uh, like anger might be a big deal for you in your life like it is for me. So with that being said, you know, I constantly have to tuck it in like a silk shirt. Now that I'm older, I'm able to express myself and tell somebody, hey, listen, this is getting me angry. Or if people know me long enough, they'll hear the tone in my voice or they'll hear my level in my voice go up or they'll see my eyes get big or they'll see my fist start to clench. You know, there's a lot of people out here when it comes to anger they also, it's like Jerry Springer. They love to see a show. 
So they'll provoke you even with godliness, even with a soft tone, even with, um, you know, just knowing, you know, the right things to say. Some people out here and surrounding in our lives will literally know that you need space. They'll know that you need time to chill. They'll know that, that, that there's really nothing going to stop this angry train, but they'll chime in because they mean well, but there's a part of them that loves the drama. Now, see, I might, in my old days, like to get angry. Some people like drama. There's just nothing we can do about uh, controlling other people, but what we can do is control ourselves. With everything that I'm saying right now, I, I don't want to get away from that. I think it is most important that we take responsibility for each and every part of who we are. We must take responsibility. And I think that that's one thing the Lord has allowed me to do, whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong. He's allowed me to take responsibility for who I am and for what I do. That right there is winning half of the battle. You know, there's a lot of things I just don't think, I don't think I'd be here today if I wasn't able to be real and honest with it. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean that I didn't cause a lot of damage. With that being said, just because I'm real with something, just because I admit something, doesn't mean that other people aren't hurting now because of what I did. So what triggers you may not trigger me. So why do we get angry? We know there's a lot of reasons we feel rejected. We get insecure. I used to get insecure, you know, standing around. Uh, she's my wife now, but when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, man, if you looked at her too long um, and you were in another car, I'd put the car in park and want to get out and jump around the car, you know, and, and deal with you. If we were in line, if we, if we were somewhere else, you know, and, and here's why I wasn't tough even though I might have been strong in, in, in that aspect. I was really more insecure. And growing up from an insecure place, I always kind of had to prove myself. And so I used anger as a driving force to make my point and get my point across. You know, so there's a lot of reasons. Insecurity, <clears throat> rejection, not being understood being disrespected. So you got to find out what your triggers are. Number one. Okay. That's the most important thing here. What triggers you to get angry? And those are the things that you have to open up your heart to the Lord for some surgery. You got to just say, Lord, this is what triggers me. I know you're going to put these things in my path. I now am aware of them. I need the power of your spirit to overcome them. Remember, this is one thing that I teach. I don't teach just a good message. Nothing is here just to motivate you. It all in the end has to do with relying on the spirit of God because there's so many good teachings I know. They come to nothing. They don't mean anything. They absolutely have no power without the power of the Holy Spirit behind what I know. You know, there's a lot of things we know doesn't mean that we practice them now practicing them is more amazing but just humanly just in our nature just in the flesh to practice something and be disciplined is is by far amazing but having the power of the holy spirit 
on top of that is amazing and what it produces. The Bible says that it's the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is self-control. We'll get into that. So with my examples today, you can definitely relate to them if you if you write down this portion of Scripture. And it's in Esther chapter 3, verses 2 and 5. The Bible says that Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or show him respect. And for that, he was filled with rage. I'll let you read that story on your own, and I'll let you make sense of it on your own, and I'll let you rightly divide that that scripture on your own. I'm not going to get too much into that. The bottom line is it, it, is it came down to, that this person would not respect him, and it filled his heart with rage. If we look at Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 5, we see that the Lord God Almighty, he accepted Abel, and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. And here's why. Because Abel was accepted by the Lord because he gave the Lord his best. You see, Cain tried to step up to the plate. He got rejected. And it's because he did not give the Lord his best when he could have. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Cain could have gave the Lord his best, but he chose not to. A lot of times people get angry for the wrong reasons. They get angry because they know they're wrong. They got called out and now they're furious. The Bible says that Cain was so furious, it drove him to make the effort, muster up the strength and kill his own brother, Abel, because God, God, because the Lord accepted Abel, because he was good in the sight of the Lord, because he gave the Lord his best. Some people are going to be angry at you, not just jealous, but we're talking about anger. They're going to be angry at you because they know you're giving the Lord your best, but they're not. And people are going to be spiteful. They're going to be angry in heart, and they're going to try to take you out. They're going to try to take the legs from uh, underneath the chair you're sitting on because they can't stand you and they're angry with you because they're not accepted by the Lord as much as the Lord's accepting you because you're giving it your all. Listen, keep giving it your all. And we don't we don't hear anymore, of course, and, and I don't want my story to be a, like Abel's where I end up dying. But the reality is, is I believe that God is our vindicator. He's the one that that gets, uh, uh, you know, you know, he's the one that that uh, gets, you know, his his payback. It, it, it's not us that um, that gets to pay back our enemies. But I think that the Lord is very faithful in in doing that. So what we see here is that that. Cain, who killed his brother because he was accepted and because Abel gave his best, Cain became very angry. But we understand that Cain was marked for the rest of his life and he was outcasted. Listen, I don't ever want to be outcasted for my anger. And I have. I have been outcasted. You know, even without me knowing, I I believe probably friends, people in my life, relationships. I don't want that guy around because that dude trips because that dude gets angry. I don't want him around because 
you know, I might even look at his girl the wrong way. I might do this the wrong way. And that dude trips. That used to be my reputation. And I do not want that reputation. I want the Lord to make an everlasting change in me so that I reflect him and his image and who he is. You see, instead of making it right, you know, Cain, he could have made it right with the Lord. He could have went to the Lord and said, uh, I'm sorry, let me go get you my best, even though you might not receive it. But, but he took that effort. Instead of making it right, he made it even worse. And a lot of times we do that in our anger. Instead of making it right, we'll just go make it even worse. We'll go get a bottle and start drinking. We'll, get, we'll go get uh, something to roll up and start smoking. We'll go get the drugs and we'll start sniffing. We'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll go to a place where we, where, where, where other people will stroke our ego and, and, and what we call it partying or, or, or escaping. And we'll start doing things that we shouldn't be doing. And I'm going to tell you that happens in so many people's lives. And here's why the trigger is something like rejection, not being understood, um, being put down, uh, um, um, you know, just, uh, disrespected in a way that that drives us to anger um maybe maybe it's uh for you it's something totally different and it drives us to do things that we shouldn't be doing listen we're all going to get angry and i want you to know that you're not alone you are not the only if you're getting angry you are not alone i get angry too but it doesn't mean that you're outcasted now. It doesn't mean that God can't complete the work he started in you. It doesn't mean that you can't ask for forgiveness and dust yourself off and keep moving forward. It does mean if you get angry and you start hurting the relationships around you, that you're going to have to take the time to repair that. And ask God to repair it. And you're going to have to be patient. And you're going to have to deal with the consequences of your anger. So, one thing I'd like to tell you is find out what your trigger points are. Find out what triggers you. Because here's one thing I I want to recommend to you today. Justifying your anger will never let you reach your true potential in life. And it will not allow you to reach your true potential in Christ. Listen, tough people, strong people don't allow angry or anger to overcome them. You know how many times, how weak I am? Because see, strong charactered people don't allow anger to get the best of them. Man, I let anger get the best of me so many times. And, and I feel so ashamed and I feel like a little kid. And, and the reality is, is that sometimes we act like kids when we get angry. We say things we shouldn't say. We throw things. We throw tantrums. Um, you know, we lift up our voice. We yell. We scream. We do things that we shouldn't do. And especially, it tears down our relationships, but it hurts the Lord and the Spirit of God that lives inside of us. So be honest with yourself. Why are you getting angry? Listen, my friends, your neighborhood preacher is telling you you're not alone. You got to figure out, though, why are you getting angry? Is it rejection? Not being understood? Is it disrespect? Are you insecure? 
Are you fearful? Are you, here's a good one. Are you upset that it's not working out the way that you want? And honestly, a lot of us, like me, we're just big kids in some areas. Like where things don't work out, we're like, man, we just want to put a hole in the wall. See, you might be listening to this and say, ow, I wouldn't even attempt to do that. Me? (laughs) It's no big deal. But that's the way we can understand that we're rigged differently. Well, you know, you love the Lord. You know, you say you're a Christian. And that doesn't mean I don't get angry. It doesn't mean that I'm not struggling with areas of my life like you're struggling with areas differently in your life. So finding out the trigger points and why we get angry is, is essential. It's important. Um, listen, we're going to get angry. Um, that's never going to be removed from us. And why? Because God created anger. I want to say something I think is going to really, really um, bless you. Anger brings a focus. Listen, when I get angry, I am zoomed, locked in. I am focused. I mean, there's nothing you can do to pull me out of that just about. Anger is actually a good thing. It just depends on how you're channeling that anger. Anger gives you a tenacity. It gives you a drive. It gives you an energy. It gives you a focus that gets it done. It gets whatever it is that you're angry about accomplished. Just imagine if we can turn to Jesus and the Holy Spirit and ask him to help us gain control in that situation when we're angry. Listen, that's what's key. Here's what the Bible teaches us. I want to share this with you. It's, it's amazing. Ephesians chapter four, verses 26. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. We're going to get angry. And at times you find yourself angry. Maybe you're like me at times and you, and you go to bed and you go to sleep with that anger. You never make it right. And so what that does is it opens the door to the enemy. It opens the door to the devil. It gives him a foothold. And once he has a foothold, if you have an enemy that's trying to get in your front door and you crack the door open and you go to try to shut it, but now that enemy has his foot between the door jam and the door you know already it's impossible for that door to be shut. A lot of times we deceive ourselves when we go to bed and we think, well, maybe it'll be better tomorrow. No, Jesus said, don't go to sleep on that wrath. I've made that mistake many, many times. Thank God that in my life, I have relationships that allow me and, and God has allowed for me to apologize and to bring understanding, and to ask for forgiveness. Praise God for that. But some people don't get that opportunity. So the Bible teaches us, be angry, but do not sin. We need to watch our tongue. We need to watch what we want to throw. We need to watch what we want to hit. We need to watch the things that we say and do. 
And sometimes we can be in such a rage and so deeply in anger that there is no self-control. Therefore, just know that the, the devil and the enemy is working against you in that moment. But you see, we, we've been called to produce fruits of the, of, of the Spirit of God. And if you and me want to be more like Christ and see his reflection in us, we can know all the scriptures that are in the Bible, but we got to know what to do when that situation is occurring because God is not going to take us out of these situations. What we need to do is change in these situations. The only way I found that I can change is to lean on the Holy Spirit, to lean on the Spirit of God and help me help someone else understand me because right now I'm about to tick, tick, boom. <laughs> so what I do is, is a lot of times even people won't, won't see that the Holy Spirit's trying to help them out. And I'm speaking and I'm trying to get some understanding across to that person before I get really angry or whatever the situation is. It does not mean they're always going to understand. So what does that mean? That you have the right to get angry and hurt them? No, you don't. What we need to do is learn the fruit of the Spirit, and that's self-control. If you look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy, it's peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. I mean, nothing can even stand up against these beautiful fruits of the Spirit, these attributes, these actions, these behaviors in the Spirit. So you say, well, how do I know if I have the Holy Spirit? Well, if you've received Jesus Christ and you've asked him to come into your life, be your Lord and Savior, make you new, wash you free from your, wash you from your sin, make you free and alive again, then you now have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So now that you have the Holy Spirit, you have the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living in you. I think we downplay that so much. And through the day, through the week, and through all of the mundane tasks and things and duties we have to do, sometimes we get back in our flesh and we don't remember or realize the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in us. Praise God. Hallelujah for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we embrace you. Holy Spirit, forgive us for not acknowledging you. For you live and dwell within us. And I think, my friends, this is what we need to come back to. We need to remember that we're not our own. That we've been purchased with the price and we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God put his spirit in us so that when he returns, he's coming back for his spirit. He's coming back for every part of us. I want you to know that even the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first when he comes back. He bought and paid and purchased us with the blood of his son. He doesn't take that lightly. So me and you need to learn. Number one, what do we have to do? 
We have to acknowledge our trigger points. We got to acknowledge what sets us off and we need to lay that down at the cross. Number two, we need to lean on the spirit of God and get to know him. We need, and oftentimes I find that the Holy Spirit sounds like me. You know, I know the voice that sounds like me, that's trying to get me to do something wrong. He doesn't really sound like me. He's more like a thought. He's more like an evil thought or more like a rejected thought of, of going against God and his word. And you can always pick, you can always pick that up. But the Holy Spirit is, is, how do I know the Holy Spirit, uh, neighborhood preacher? How do I know um, the Holy Spirit is in me and, and, and talking to me? Well, first of all, have you received Christ? Because if, if you haven't received Christ, you cannot be made alive again by the Spirit of God. Okay, so now that you've been made alive again, you know you have the Holy Spirit. You know you're the temple of God in which the Holy Spirit dwells in. How do I know that he's moving or he's giving me signs or, 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 or he's talking to me? He's gentle. Know that he's never going to overtake you like a plane crashing in the middle of your house. He's never going to just boom, just, just, just override your will. He's going to be gentle and subtle. That's why you must be sensitive to God and his spirit. So I hope that helped you. And he's always going to edify and he's always going to to uplift God's word. It will never be contrary to God's word. So if you think something's talking to you and you think it's a Holy Spirit, first he's gentle, he's kind, he's loving, he's passionate, he's 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 compassionate, he's he's soft and subtle. And and he might sound like you and he wants to do everything to please God. Everything to please God. So when you get that small little reminder, like honor your mother and father, <laughs> or or um, and don't do that because um, God's not not gonna be happy with it, that's the Holy Spirit. Listen, me and you, my friends, I want to teach you today. Lean on the Holy Spirit and allow Him to produce self control and gentleness. You're gonna get angry. It's not gonna be the last time, but just know that. You can lean on the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people will tell you, go take a walk, hit the punching bag. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I even like, uh, you know, before in my life, I would love to slam things because I, I would love to hear and feel the power um, within my anger and not demolish somebody. I had to have some type of attribute of that anger. Listen, I'm redirecting my focus when I'm getting angry now. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm the people who, uh, disrespect me or the people who say, I can't do it. Or the people who say you can't do it and make you angry. The people that put you down, the people that aren't understanding you listen, let that anger be a driving force to prove them wrong. Let anger be a driving force to make you focus. Let anger be a driving force to cause humility. The Bible says that those that humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, will be exalted. My friends, me and you tear down what God wants to do in our life every time we blow up and blow a gasket and get angry. You know what? The Bible also teaches us, and this is amazing, I think you're going to love this, that God laughs at his enemies. 
God literally, instead of gets angry, he laughs at his enemies. And, and I learned this from my spiritual father. You know, you know, he taught me this, that God actually goes, is that the best that you can do? Is that really all that you have to bring to the table? Is that really all you have to hurt me? Is that really all that effort you're going to make to help me? Um, okay, I'm not going to let that get angry. I'm going to laugh at that. I think it's, it's, it's the way we look at something. And, and I learned this. The way you look at something is the way you're going to treat it. And if me and you keep looking at anger and now we're looking at ourselves, you know, if we look at it like, well, it's the disqualifying factor. If we look at anger, like it's the thing that just separates us from God, we're never going to get it right. Well, guess what? We're constantly going to be thinking we're never going to get it right. It's how you look at it. Anger is a part of you. Anger can be controlled. You can first figure out what your triggers are and you can figure out why you're insecure, why you're fearful, why you feel the need to be understood. Why? Because a lot of times in reality, I realize after I get angry, walking away was the best thing to do. Letting someone be a fool was the best thing to do. Not arguing with the fool was the best thing to do. Not trying to prove my point to to a person where it really didn't matter was the best thing to do. Trying to get respect from somebody who will never ever know my level of respect is not the right thing to do. So in reality, anger makes us self-centered. It's all about us in a sense. And I, I speak about humility because that's what I am learning and that's what I've learned to do in my anger. Even after I've gotten angry, I've had to humble myself. Listen, your neighborhood preacher wants you to know it's okay to say sorry. It's okay to say forgive me. And it's okay to say I made a mistake. I want you to keep on going. Don't give up. You know, it's funny, you know, uh, um, some, some time ago I was over, I was dropping my head down. I was already feeling low and, and my wife, um, God bless her. I love her so much. She, she played my own message on me and, um, and it was, it was, it was awesome. And she, she played my message on, uh, not giving up. I want to tell you, um, today, don't give up. I know you might feel bad and I know that anger or disappointment or rage or frustration, it might still be all over you. Give yourself some time, my friend. Breathe. Just know that it's okay. You're going to get it right. It might take some time. It might be just like me, but just know that the Lord God is with us his spirit is with us to help us. And if God is requiring self-control by the fruits of the spirit, just know he's going to back us up when we ask him for that help. Amen. So I hope this message has blessed you. Your neighborhood preacher is always telling you to stay up and stay prayed up because the devil is a buster and he will try to uppercut you with a slick one. So stay up, stay prayed up, your neighborhood preacher. Until then, you know I love you. I hope this message has blessed you. Please pass it on to somebody else. God bless you.